Hello and welcome to TikTok. Hi, I'm Zara. And I'm Nora, your host. Woo! This is a podcast where we educate others about woo ticks, normalize having ticks, and destigmatize neurodiversity. I'm all for all of the above. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about 504 plans. Oh, interesting. What's a 504 plan? As defined by understood.org, 504 plans are formal plans that schools develop to give kids with disabilities the support that they need. This covers any condition that limits daily activities in a major way. So these plans are covered under Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act. So in in simplest terms, these plans give um, students with disabilities accommodations to um, help them in the classroom and sort of help them with anything that their disability causes them to struggle with. Like one of my accommodations would be is more time on tests. I'll, I'll get to my accommodations in a second. Yeah, I think that's a really great definition. And I might add that a 504 plan is different than an IEP, Individualized Education Plan, which I know Nora and Trina March talked about on a prior episode. It's different because a 504 plan creates or takes steps to give accommodations, whereas an IEP plan can also provide services. So if those services are requested then it becomes a mandate so the district has to for example give speech therapy or has to provide a resource so and 504 plan can be a little easier to nego- negotiate because the ask is a little lower would you say yeah the accommodations are easier to provide um so talking about 504 plans, I recently had my 504 meeting last week and all of my accommodations went through. So I'm really happy about that. So I was thinking maybe we could talk about um, what are some accommodations that I had and who, what the meeting was like. Which topics do you think we should start out with? Um, maybe let's start with the meeting. I think that's kind of juicy. Yeah, so for every 504 plan, um, you have to have a meeting with, um, I believe, for me, it was a meeting with the school counselor. I mean, my school has separate, has different counselors, but um, uh, each group of students have a designated counselor, so um, it was a meeting with my counselor, the um, school counselor, or the person who manages sort of 504 plans in that type of general area, Woo. Um, and a teacher, um, specifically I had my sixth period teacher sit in, and one or both parents. Can I add something? Um, I was also contacted by the magnet coordinator who set up the meeting to ask me if 
we needed to have a nurse sit in because if there was a, a health reason um, or medication involved, then that person could advise on that topic. And in our case, we didn't need the nurse. Yeah, because I'm not on any medications, not even for my tics. So that was not a step that we need, that we needed to take, but some people need to take that step because they are on medications f- to help with their ooh, disabilities. Ooh. So what happened with the meeting is ooh, beforehand we had these, um, these Section 504 plan ooh, paperwork that we had to fill out that... Um, stated which accommodations I need and some other topics. Would you like to tell us what um, what sort of we had to put down? I know this is not a super interesting topic, but maybe this is helpful Ooh, for people who are, um, who would like or need a 504 plan in the future. Yeah, so the paperwork was fairly short. Um, essentially, um, it was trying to get at, um, cr- well, w- the need to define why there was a need for these accommodations and to kind of create a full portrait of what was happening for Nora in terms of her learning and how her tics or their tics were impacting learning and so um it was also trying to sketch out like um if there was a negative impact on their grades or if it was impacting their ability to do homework or to uh function in the classroom and um kind of also see if there were other things happening in the background like there are significant changes to their home life um, any major any major life events that could be um, kind of creating a behavioral change because I think this this paperwork covers right learners from pre pre K to twelve and so I can imagine um, for smaller children right things about like seeing behaviors and trying to address those whereas I think for Nora because they are in eighth grade, it's really um, focused on on academics and they have an awareness about um, how their tics are impacting their academics. And I think for smaller children, right, for earlier learners, we might just be seeing a lot of frustration or a lot of acting out and not really being able to, as parents, kind of correlate um, how things fit together. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, so with the paperwork, um, that aside, we also had to get a note for my, for my psychologist stating, um, why it was important for me to have the 504 plan, some accommodations that he thought would be necessary in helping me, um, succeed and helping just, um, my uh school life that had been impacted by my tics and um 
were there any other elements on the um, letter that I had missed? Uh, no, I, I think you covered it. Okay, so in the meeting, we went over every single accommodation that I had, and we had to state um, why I needed that accommodation. And um, we also went through the sort of survey style, uh, like little um, sheets from my teacher that stated if um, whether I needed help in um, academics, in participation in class, um, reading sort of topics of that sort, um, and if they thought I was doing well in class, if there was anything that I needed help with. And um, uh, one of my teachers even said they didn't think I needed accommodations. Um, <laughs> well, I, I think that they believe that because in that class, my grades are pretty pretty good. So I, but I think that people, like people don't just request 504 plans just like <laughs> for the fun of it. Like, there's always a reason why people need accommodations. And if people are getting accommodations, it's because they need it. And I really don't think it was her place to say that it wasn't something that I needed. <laughs> well, I made the point in the meeting um, after we heard these teachers' reports about Nora. There, there was one teacher, the art teacher, who did feel that giving you some accommodations would be helpful for you. Yeah, the teachers who whose classes I participate in most or talk to most were the teachers that I that said that I would <laughs> benefit from accommodations. Ooh, probably because they see ooh how my tick impact my speech, my just I guess functioning as a whole um if i know if they had talked to my advisory teacher um advisory is sort of the same thing as homeroom in our school he ooh, he has um us read aloud in class like pages during homeroom um if they had talked to him ooh, they would have definitely seen that um like how my tics were impacting ooh, my speech and my participation in class yeah, and one of the points that I made to the group that I thought was really important to gather is a lot of, I think, the teachers' comments are based on grade. Like, if you are earning a high grade, therefore you don't need help, right? You don't need accommodations. It seems like that that was kind of the reasoning. But I think that um, even for very highly highly achieving students, which I would put Nora in that category, um, the teachers don't necessarily see all the effort that's going on behind the scenes in order to get those grades and to overcome the barriers that are created by ticks. Yeah, like I do cognitive behavioral therapy to help me with my ticks, and um, I also see the same person um for my anxiety um and we work on that i 
also have to see a tutor three hours a week because there's just a lot of things that I, I struggle a lot with school and I think that if I didn't have these resources, I would not be doing nearly as well as I am at the moment. So you can't really tell everything just from an outside perspective. And that's sort of just if there are any uh, teachers listening to this, that's one thing that I hope they um, can understand. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I would just add on to that, that, you know, the unique thing right now about being in distance learning is that um, I know Nora is able to curate uh, the way they appear in the Zoom, right? Like if Nora is in a really ticky period of the day, they can turn their camera off or, right? So there are, there are ways that um, teachers are not seeing um, the full picture in the same way they might if Nora were in a physical learning environment. Yeah, it would ooh, it would be a very different story if this was in-person learning, and I think that their responses would be quite different. But um, moving on, um, they went through every accommodation that we had set down, and we went over why I needed it, and um, we... We saw if there were any changes that we could make to that accommodation so it could better suit me. Like one example that I had was that one of my accommodations was taking my tests outside from a class. And we um, added on to that that during SATs or state testing I don't believe they have SATs anymore but that's besides the point during state testing I could take my tests in a small group as well Um, because usually for those state testing we do those tests in big groups like 150 people yeah 150 people (laughs) so that's that's a very large group yeah I that was um an accommodation that we hadn't requested, but the magnet teacher added, or sorry, the magnet coordinator added. And I thought that was really smart and really helpful, and especially forward thinking, considering right now in the pandemic, uh, being in the same room with 150 people just seems uh, hard to imagine. But I think there will become a t- there will come a time <laughs> when those kinds of circumstances will exist again. And I also wanted to add that... Um, this 504 plan also was um, a learning experience, I think, for the, the teachers and staff who were in the room because, for example, the Ooh. magnet coordinator was saying that she didn't understand why someone with tics would need extended time. And so Nora was able to explain Peek-a-boo. to her, and I think very articulately, that I see you. ticking can disrupt the flow of taking a test and that takes away from the concentration having to manage the tick let it pass right and then focusing again and so more time would be needed yeah and especially when i get excited or just really stressed about something i have more ticks and i just like it's very overwhelming to me and when i get overwhelmed um, more ticks happen, and then when I get stressed because I'm overwhelmed, more ticks happen. So it's kind of a vicious cycle. 
and so that was something that I needed and I am happy that we were able to explain to her that that was something I needed so if somebody in the future is in the same situation I'm in and has future accommodations they will understand that specific part better yeah yeah so I I really appreciated how everyone came to that meeting I felt with an open mind and was really wanting to find ways to support Nora as a learner, not only right now in middle school, but also going forward to high school. So I liked some of the recommendations we got about being proactive about the schedule for next year, meeting with the high school counselor a week before school starts, so that um, one of the scheduling accommodations we requested, having math earlier in the day, could be fulfilled without waiting for school to start, then having to change the schedule, right? So um, it, it really, I thought, was encouraging to see that um, people want to help and want to do the right thing. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Um, before um, we wrap this up, which this episode is getting a bit long, thank you to those who, who have stuck around and are continue listening. Uh, I'm going to answer this question myself too after you answer, but... Uh, do you have any advice for people who are applying um, and working on their 504 plans or are planning on getting a 504 in the future after they get a diagnosis or if they're just not able to get one right now? Um, what would your advice be for them? Um, two things. The first is I did my homework, which means that I talk to different people. I talked to a speech therapist. I talked to um, Trina March, who came on Nora's show um, as a resource teacher and coordinator um, to find out what a 504 is and what it really does so I could understand how it worked. And also having discussions with Nora's psychologist so I could understand what would be the most helpful um accommodations to request so I so I think just putting in the time and and creating a team approach so you're getting good information and you're learning about the process can make it smoother and um, more productive I really like that thank you for um for your advice my piece of advice is to really like try and notice things in your day-to-day life like um if you're when you're struggling in school because of this specific disability that you're dealing with like like what could help you in that moment like what could make this better what could fit your needs and then write that down or tell um your parent or like caretaker about it so that um like they know when you have um, things ready. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We will see you next time, and I hope you enjoyed. Goodbye.